0: Welcome to the ASSP Safety Standards and Tech Pubs podcast, your source for expert insights on industry consensus standards and ASSP technical publications. I'm your host, Scott Fowler. Construction and demolition sites are some of the noisiest work environments. The wide array of tasks and tools used on these job sites can raise noise to a level that can be damaging to workers' hearing. The recently updated ANSI ASSP A1046 standard offer safety professionals and employers guidance on the steps they can take to protect workers' hearing in these work environments. Here with me to discuss hearing loss prevention in construction and demolition and the A1046 standard is Scott Schneider. Scott recently retired as director of occupational safety and health for the Laborers' Health and Safety Fund of North America, and is also a member of the ANSI ASSP A-1046 Subcommittee on Hearing Loss Prevention for Construction and Demolition Workers, which his work on the committee was on behalf of the Labor's Health, and Safety Fund of North America. Scott, welcome. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks very much, Scott. It's good to be here. All right, let's get started. Now, as I mentioned at the top, construction and demolition sites are some of the noisiest work environments. And one of the first steps employers can take to address this, uh, noted in the A-1046 standard, is identification of hazardous exposure. So what steps can employers take to know what kind of noise exposure their workers are going to face? And what are the levels where noise becomes hazardous to a worker's hearing? In other words, how loud is too loud?
1: Right. Well, you know, there's a lot of different operations and tasks in construction that are noisy. And it's fairly easy to identify those tasks using, for example, a sound level meter. And a lot of phones now come, come equipped with sound level meters. And it's been shown that you can use a, if you use a, a, a smartphone with an external microphone, you can easily identify and fairly accurately identify noisy tasks. Uh, we set the acceptable level of noise at 85 decibels over an eight-hour day. With a three decibel doubling rate. This is what NIOSH recommended uh, many years ago, actually. So, in other words, if you're only exposed to 88 decibels, uh, your limit would be four hours. If you're exposed to 91 decibels, your limit would be you'd only be allowed to be exposed to that for two hours. Uh, Research by NIOSH has shown that the OSHA limits, which for construction are 90 decibels over an eight hour day with a five dB doubling rate, are woefully inadequate. 25% of those workers exposed at the OSHA limits are expected to lose some of their hearing uh, over the course of their career, which is a huge risk. And that's why one of the reasons we have so many construction workers uh, who retire and have serious hearing loss, hearing impairments in their retirement.
0: Okay, so now once employers have a grasp of the types of workplace noise their workers will be dealing with, they have to determine which methods are best to prevent hearing loss. Now, A1046 talks about hearing protection devices, engineering controls, and administrative controls. So how can employers know which devices or controls are best suited to different types of work?
1: Well, in the A1046 standard, we endorse the hierarchy of controls, which acknowledges that the best way uh, to reduce exposures and protect workers is through engineering controls. If you, we can provide a quieter work environment, that's better for everybody. Uh, it means that you're protecting workers from hearing loss, and it's easier to communicate on the job site to protect workers from from safety hazards, for example. And uh, even if the, the levels are not above uh, the level that's going to cause hearing loss, this uh, excessive noise levels also cause stress and uh, and, and can can cause other physiological responses, which are, are can be can be damaging. So we recommend that as much as possible, you reduce the exposures using engineering controls. And there are many quieter new tools and equipment are available now, uh, in the past, especially in the past few years. Uh, but many people are still using older equipment, and for some of them, and many of them, in fact, there are retrofits or mufflers available to reduce noise exposures, and some. You know some noise uh, noise pieces of noisy equipment uh, can be sited away from where the work is performed, for example, a compressor. An air compressor can be sighted, say ten, fifteen feet away from where the where the workers are working, and that distance is an effective way of reducing exposures as well. Workers can also be rotated between noisier tasks and quieter tasks to minimize their their risk. And lastly, hearing protection is the last line of defense, and hearing protection has also improved significantly in the last couple of years. There's many new models of hearing protection that make it easier for workers to communicate while wearing them. For example, there are new earplugs that were originally designed for musicians, called flat attenuation plugs, and they don't—they're not as protective as other kinds of hearing protection, but they—but they cut out the noise uh, equally across different frequencies so uh, regular most most normal hearing protection cuts out some of the higher frequencies more and that makes it harder to hear to hear communications and voices so these new plugs are very helpful and then in addition to that we now have electronic earmuffs that have a microphone that will check the noise level and reduce the noise level inside the earmuff to 85 or below Uh, and it really makes it much better much easier to communicate so that will help encourage consistent use and consistent use you know, always wearing your hearing protection when you're exposed to high levels of noise is the best thing uh the best predictor we have of, of, of uh, protecting your hearing
0: that's uh that's great advice and sounds like there are a lot of good uh, resources and tools and measures out there to protect workers hearing now as with addressing any safety and health hazard training is an important part of the process so what are the most important aspects of training workers about hazardous noise and how they can protect their hearing
1: so the, the most important aspect of training is for workers to understand that hearing loss occurs gradually, uh, and they may not recognize it right away. Uh, so it's important to get your hearing tested regularly so you can, can find out, you know, am I losing my hearing? And then that helps motivate people to be more vigilant about protecting their hearing uh, moving forward. Uh, and also they need to understand the importance of protecting their hearing because losing their hearing... Can have a dramatic effect on your quality of life. Uh, yes, people can get hearing aids that amplify the sound, uh, but they're a poor solution. They don't; it doesn't help sometimes with intelligibility of the sound. Uh, so it's better to protect your hearing uh, from loss in the first place.
0: Okay, great. Now, one aspect of hearing protection I'm particularly interested in is the evaluation process. So. Once employers have put hearing protection devices and administrative and engineering controls in place, how can they know if those actions have been effective in helping prevent hearing loss? And what are some tools they can use to evaluate their hearing conservation program so they can improve it moving forward?
1: Okay, well, I mean, evaluating noise levels, if you're using engineering controls, you can easily use a sound level meter or an app on your phone to check to see how loud the noise levels are and if you're effectively reducing them. Uh, In terms of hearing protector use, the supervisor should be checking as they walk around the site to make sure that people are wearing them when needed, in other words, while they're doing noisy tasks, and wearing them effectively. Uh, A lot of people will put in hearing protection and not put it in correctly, and and then it doesn't work as well. And this is one of the things that happens when you go for your hearing test is they can help teach you. And during the training, they can teach you how to, uh, how to make sure that it's put in properly. Uh, so during fit testing, uh, it's an important thing to learn because then you can put it in and then you can check to see if it's actually protecting your hearing uh, effectively. And, um, and during these annual hearing tests, uh, the audiologist who's, who you're, who's doing the test can help train people and educate them about well, here's how much hearing you've lost, and here is how we can go forward and use the hearing protection more effectively. Uh, so it's a great opportunity to interact with the audiologist and answer questions and help them uh, make sure, help them use the, the hearing protection uh, to, to their best advantage.
0: Absolutely. Now, one aspect of the A1046 standard I want to bring particular attention to is Appendix 2, which is a very helpful guide which features probable noise levels of common construction tools so that employers can really get an idea of how noisy their worksite may be depending on the types of tools they're using.
1: Yes, we included that appendix because we wanted to make it easier for employers to quickly identify tasks that might require hearing protection. Uh, And this is based on our review of all the literature, all this published studies, looking at noise levels from different tasks. And, you know, the standard is task-based, so we only require hearing protection when you're doing a noisy task or if you're in a controlled area where noise levels are high. So we included this appendix as a non-mandatory appendix, just as an aid for employers to make it easy for them to comply with the standard.
0: Okay, great. Anything else you'd like to add about hearing conservation or the A1046 standard?
1: Yeah. Noise is one of those hazards that's often ignored in construction because hearing loss is generally gradual, and the danger is not immediately obvious like fall hazards. So it doesn't doesn't mean that it isn't important or shouldn't be important. A large percentage of construction workers lose their hearing by the time they retire, and it has a severe impact on their quality of life. They can't go to a noisy restaurant and, and talk. Uh, uh, they can't communicate with their grandkids over the phone. Uh, they often have to turn the TV up very loud to listen. And often their spouse has to go in the other rooms because it's too loud. Uh, so it really does have a tremendous impact. And uh, at a, we had a conference uh, several years ago, sponsored by the laborers about preventing hearing loss and construction. And at the conference, Uh, the director of apprenticeship for the laborers union uh, told a story about how he lost his hearing uh, using jackhammers uh, in enclosed spaces in a a noisy metal building and how what impact it had on his life. For example, when his sister was dying of cancer, uh, he went to see her in the hospital and he couldn't hear her dying words to him. So it really is very poignant and very important uh you know to to preserve your hearing so you don't miss those important events and uh, so but in addition to all these uh, quality of life issues uh, noise can also present a safety hazard on construction sites if it's too noisy to communicate or for workers to hear safety alarms they could get run over or killed uh, so uh, it's really important to protect your hearing and we hope that this standard will, will be useful for employers to do that, not just to, uh, to encourage hearing protection, but also uh, to encourage them to reduce noise levels on their job sites as much as possible through a variety of techniques which are, are not that expensive and easily available.
0: In addition to the A-1046 standard, are there other resources that safety professionals, employers, and workers can reference as they develop and improve their hearing loss prevention program?
1: Now, absolutely. Uh, I would recommend uh, three uh, websites. One of them is the OSHA website, where we worked with OSHA to develop a really comprehensive uh, webpage on hearing loss prevention in construction. The second is the NIOSH webpage, which has a lot of great resources uh, on preventing hearing loss uh, in construction. And thirdly, uh, the laborers Union, when I was working there, we developed A great web page with a lot of information and resources uh, on preventing hearing loss in construction, and it includes a simple guide on uh, several ways that the contractors can easily and inexpensively reduce noise levels on their job sites. It's called "Quieting Your Site," and uh, and there that website, and you'll find the OSHA and NIOSH pages pretty easily. Our website at the Labors is at www.lhs fna.org. So I hope that, I hope you can go there and I hope it's useful to you in addition to the, the ANSI standard.
0: All right. Thank you very much again for coming on, Scott. I hope our listeners will think about how they can improve hearing protection on their work sites and take a look at A1046 and the other resources you mentioned for guidance as they develop programs to protect workers hearing on construction and demolition sites. So thank you again.
1: Great. Thanks very much for having me.
0: We hope you've enjoyed this episode of the ASSP Safety Standards and Tech Pubs podcast. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You can also connect with us at ASSP.org and follow us on Twitter at ASSP Safety. We'll see you next time.